Welcome to the Your Fearless Journey podcast with Becky, Kat, and Heather, where you can grow through your fears with courage and live your life wildly inspired. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. Welcome back to Your Fearless Journey with Becky, Kat, and Heather. Last week, we had part one of the most incredible interview with LaDawn Townsend. She is the creator of Recalibrate Leadership and the CEO of the Voss Group, which is a leadership development firm. She is incredible. And she shared a little bit of her story and how she came to rise to the top and and realize that God was calling her to work with CEOs, CFOs, CMOs, you know, the big dogs in the corporate and business world. This week, we are going to get to hear how shame shows up in the in the corporate world, in the business world. As women, we face things that, you know, obviously men don't have to face and how we can take our faith and that that can gain so much respect for us without even letting people know that we love Jesus. So grab your cup of coffee. Throw those listening ears on, put your headphones in, and let's hear the rest of the conversation with LaDawn Townsend on Your Fearless Journey with Becky, Cat, and Heather. I always say, you know, I love it when people, like, find out I'm a believer. Yeah. Like, I'll, if I'm finally in conversation, they're like, you're a Christian. Like, I totally didn't think. Like, I knew a little something different because I'm not hitting them over head with a Bible or I'm right. not like, yeah. your dress is too short or this is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. judgy. Hex. Short skirts, 96, don't even, there's just no pictures of me anyway. (laughs) Um, But when you think about that as leaders, we have to rise up. And I'm sorry, there's just too many lightweight Christian leaders that are being swayed with the wind with everything we do and be like, well, God just wants us to love people. Yes, and he also sent his son to flip over a table in the temple when they were selling things and they shouldn't have been doing that. Like he didn't just do it to do it. Jesus was like, this is the house of the Lord. You do not have a swap meet in the house of the Lord. This isn't going on, get it outside, right? And it's understanding that power we have and walking in it unapologetically because the world's gonna walk in their power. But we're over here at the church wimping out. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's who's so your, oh, you're so more right. powerful than yes. we have the creator of the universe on the inside of us. But that's powerful, Heather, when we really sit in that. And and I didn't realize that. I did a I did a social media audit on myself during New Year's Eve. This is sort of like the conclusion of my year. And I said, Lord, I see you moving. I'm clear on what you're telling me to do. And some people I've talked to, they're like, God doesn't talk. Like I've heard it all from like people who are really like PhD in theology, you know, saying they're like, we know God doesn't speak. I'm not saying it's an audible voice, dude. Like if it was, we'd probably pass out and have a heart attack if God (laughs) audibly like spoke out, right? But there's ways you know when God is moving, right? It's just like, so you have that. So I made a vow. I said, Lord, I am not ending this year with anything that needs to go and it ain't gone. Hmm. And so I remember like I had all these movies lined up I was going to watch. And so I start watching him, John Wick. Hey, Kyle, Keanu Reeves, just saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's saved, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> I think he has a girlfriend. But I remember I was, I was watching and I was like, I need to take some time with the Lord. And I started going through my social media. I went through my Instagram. Like one day I just went back to the beginning of time. And I just looked. Yeah, I think that's something that we should all do. 
Oh my gosh, it's it's it. The, the screen will stick at one moment, but just give it a minute, it'll keep going. But I was so intrigued by watching my own story. I was watching my story, but during when I was living it, I wasn't living in my story. Hmm. And I think as business owners, we get so blinded by all the stuff, yeah. right? And like Kat, you said, like, don't get attached to the goal. I remember hearing people say, I was like, that is the toughest thing for me. I am goal oriented, alpha female personality, but I understand it's like you set the target, you set the goal. Pastor Holly Furtick said, is you set the goal, but you hold it with an open hand. Yeah. Mm, that not, is it changes. Right. Not in fear, like, oh my God, God's going to take it away. He's going to bring something better. But if you're holding it so tight, it's like, it's like relationships. We all had that one where we just thought they were the one. You know, they were like the cat's meow, right? And you're just like, no, no, no. It's supposed, that's the Boaz, right? And then God gives you common sense. And you're like, thank you, Jesus, that that did not work out. Oh my God, like this was such a misalignment, but you're holding it so tight, you can't see it, right? It's like when you order a dress online from China and you're like, this is gonna be the dress. <laughs> and it comes and you're like, this is not the dress. This is not the dress. <laughs> and it does not fit like it did on that model. It does, it it does, like that. No, it does not fit. And I think that waistline was Photoshopped. I'm just saying. And so it's when I went through this social media audit, I saw myself again. Hmm. And I think as business owners, we get advice and we get this and we get the programs and the conferences and the books. But God was showing me, I need you to see you. Because you all, some of us, we've always been this way, but we don't see it. And that sums up my dry season and my journey I've been on. I think as a business owner now in my ninth year is that now I fully see and step into my power. Mm, I love it. But could I have done that before? Yeah, it was like, God was like, I've just been waiting for you to yeah. figure that out. But in his love, mm -hmm. in his mercy and his grace, he's like, I know my daughter doesn't see it yet. So we're going to give her these successes and this is okay. And, uh, you know, you think like, wow, this is amazing. But God is like, what you thought was refreshing you, the water to refresh you was like droplets from compared to what I wanted to give you. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. I love how God's so gracious too, that even when we, you, you went up the hill, you could have, you know, you had stopped and listened, you could have gone around it, but yet in his love, you know, he, he doesn't shame us over it. He just loves us through it and we grow from it. And then we get to move forward. And that's mm -hmm. such a beautiful story. Thank you, yeah. LaDawn, for sharing that with us. Yes. And there's so much I gleaned from it from my own self. And same. I think a lot of it for me is I need to sit more. And I mean, even just now I, I have my devotional in the morning and all that. But I think even before I start my business day, mm -hmm. I need to sit. That's what I thought. Too. I need to listen. Because mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And I I heard a pastor talk about this, um, an amazing pastor out of Simi Valley. He was talking about sometimes when we go to spend our quiet time with God, it's really, he didn't say this, but I took it away. It's really talking at time. Mm -hmm. Like we my time. What we want. Right. Okay. You got that? All right. Bye. Exactly. It's like, okay, here's my devotional. 
Bible, check. Okay, great. T, check. Okay, great. Playlist with Jira, check. Okay, got that. Prayer show, got that. Kleenex, check. Okay, now we can pray. And God's just like, and what he's, the pastor said, he said, sometimes just go to a quiet place. Mm -hmm. you, do you need all that? Just to hear from God. Because for me, that distracts me. And then I got into a religiousness about it where I'm like, oh my God, I didn't have my time this morning. And you know, oh my God, like that's a sin. But I think like when I travel and I'm on the road and I have to be up at 4.30 in the morning to catch a flight or something, I'm not up at 3 a.m. doing my devotional. Like I would love to have that discipline. I love the discipline of sleep though also. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but but he loves me anyway, right? Yes. And so it's it's finding, I think what he's, what I sense in this season is, especially as business owners, is to get quiet with God and just ask him, what do you want me to do with the business? Yeah. What even getting down to the nitty gritty of should I hire that person? Reveal to me, God, their heart. Reveal to me what I don't know. He will do it. He will do it. This whole year, I remember praying last year. I said, Lord, anything in the darkness, reveal it to me. Mm -hmm. Anything that needs to go. Anyone that's not aligned, anyone who doesn't want me to succeed, any situation, I don't care if it's an app to a person, to a building, it, it's got to go. Like it's being that discipline to disconnect. And I will tell you, there are relationships that I'm no longer in that God revealed. It was like, I remember praying so clearly and asking him, you say the name, boom, done. You say the place I'm not supposed to go, boom, done. And he dropped it on me. And I was like, wow, I was not expecting that. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, that's what we'll do. But sometimes we're given the sign. Sometimes we stay in relationships that are not for our good. Sometimes we stay in business models. My business model was so needing to change. It needed to change during the pandemic, but I held on to it. I mean, no, no, I can make this work. When my clients were telling me, hey, LaDonna, I don't want the 400 page report, but I really would just love to sit and talk with you and have some sessions. Okay. So then I'm like, okay, great. So we can do that and then we can do this with the team. like, no, I really just want this. Yeah. So the very provision that we are praying for is there, but because we're not stepping into the alignment, we miss the boat until you get to the point where God is like, I know you are in pain. Will you listen to me now? Because it's for your good. Yeah. And, that's and then good. everything clicks from there. Mm -hmm. mm, that's so good. Mm, yeah. That's so good. I can relate to that. I can relate to that a lot. I I'm going to do the social media Mm -hmm. and the audit I, the mean, audit yeah. and I I can already I already know because I I remember these moments you know like I wasn't in it so I was saying it but I wasn't living in it, it. Yeah. yeah and I I couldn't move forward until that alignment and I this is so good because I have been just sitting with God a lot for a while now and Things do not look like you thought. It's like not what I had in mind there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that did not go well, like I thought it was going to. <laughs> but yeah. you don't have to carry that. You don't have to carry that shame or those regrets or that stuff that you got wrong around. And that's the shame. I wanted to just take a moment also talk about the shame. When you are a believer that has walked really closely with the Lord, shame will creep up on you very differently. Mm -hmm. For me, I realized that my shame and my, I, I, I realized it in conversations with people that I trust and love, that I found myself like putting on a mask. 
And I'm like, what was that? And it's, and I was like, Lord, what is that? And even sometimes in my prayers with the Lord, like not fully coming to him. And I had to admit, I said, Lord, I am covered in so much shame right now that I, at one point I didn't recognize who I was, words I spoke, how I showed up. And so I remember I would find something to like, just to do something throughout the week, whether it was to go to the park with it, I would surround myself with positivity with people. Cause especially for those of us that work from home, maybe you live alone, maybe you do, you know, it, all of the virtual stuff. Like I have a community, but you need to be around people. So there's a park by my home and I would, I just said, I'm going to get up in the morning. Sun would come up at 7.15. I'd be at the park by 6.50 and I'd be walking and I would talk to people and, and getting the engagement. And that's when the Lord was, and because I felt when, when things don't go as planned and it falls apart and you, you were just holding on and you're like, Lord, I, I I never was worried. I always knew, God, this is gonna work out because that's just how you roll. Like you, yeah. This is my faith. That's my belief. When I went into my business full time, I remember I said, Lord, whatever happens, I never want to feel stress. Like mm-hmm. that feeling of stress when you're not sure where things are gonna come from. I was like, I don't want that. I know business is business, and cash flow can be unpredictable as a business owner but I never want to feel that. And I never did until this past year, Hmm. whether it was my blood pressure would raise up and I knew something was off or whether like I felt I'm like, what is this stress? Or I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. We don't, this is not what we do. This was not the agreement, but that was me. And it was the shame that I was feeling so shamed, Hmm. so ashamed where I had like my warrior friends praying for me. And I, and I had to say, I said, I, I've never been so exposed. I feel so shameful to even put this prayer request up. That's the devil, mm-hmm. right? And then your confidence gets knocked and you're like, can I even really pray again? And that's when your prayers change. That's when you're like, Lord, I don't have the words. I don't know the scriptures. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. It's not going to be eloquent. That's when you cry out to God where you are just like, help. That's the prayer. The prayer is just help. The prayer is God show me the way. But we, I know for me as a believer, that we can get so um, trying to be polished that even in our prayer closet, even in our room, even in our office, that we are not letting God in fully because of the shame. And what I realized is I had to repent. I said, God, I was so ashamed because I thought I had let you down. Oh, yeah. I thought, Clearly, I missed your instruction. So how could God love me enough to still hold me in his hand? But he did. And then that's when he had to show me, when have I ever separated myself from you? If he still loves Adam and Eve in the garden, he kicked them out because they didn't listen. But he held them in his hand. We don't serve that type of God where it just strikes you down like, oh, he doesn't love us the way we love ourselves, right? And so that shame will come up so differently and the anxiety and the confidence, if you're going through things and you get real real honest with yourself and say, I don't even recognize myself. That's where the enemy has you completely, completely. That's the trap you fell into. That's, that's the next level. We think we know how the enemy, we don't because he'll come in different ways. He'll come in completely different ways. And then you have to learn 
how to hold your tongue when maybe someone tries to give you advice and you're like, what? <laughs> like in this moment, it wasn't helpful, but thank you very much. I really get it, right? And how you keep showing up. For me, I went through, I remember I was walking in the market one day and I normally like to greet people or say a kind word, you know, whether it's like, oh, I love your hair or, you know, like, oh, you smell good. I stopped giving compliments to men like that because <laughs> that could get a little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you smell good. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you still in my aisle? <laughs> and so I, I found myself with my head held down. And I remember I caught myself one day, like in the bread aisle. I was like, who are you? You were walking so ashamed. It's the shame. But what do we have to be ashamed for? Business, I think for me, bootstrapping my business, never having traditional funding ever in nine years. You go through highs and lows and seasons, even to have a business after nine years. I mean, come on. Yeah. For real. Right. And like, thank God I don't have a brick and mortar. I don't know what they do. Like it's, it's, it's a lot. And so I just want people to be aware when you don't feel like yourself, you have to check in and in that quiet time and say, God reveal to me what is happening. It could be a person, place, or thing that you've allowed to come into your camp, in your mindset. You know, maybe you invested in a program or a conference or a book or Facebook ads or a team member, and it didn't work out the way that you thought, but you hold on to it. You have to forgive yourself. And that's where I was at. I was like, Lord, I forgive myself for anything I let in or I saw or a decision I made or whatever it was. And I just want to start fresh. I just want to start anew. And really having that worship time with the Lord is going to change things for you. Love, love, love. Oh, this has been so good, Miss LaDonna. I think it was just really a ministry session for us. Yes, um, yeah. But hopefully, so, you know, I know everybody <laughs> listening is going to get some amazing value out of this. But I I know for us, this has it been was, just a special, beautiful yeah. moment for us. So thank you yeah. so much for your time and your wisdom yeah. and your heart and your ability yes to be authentic with us and vulnerable and because people need that Mm -hmm. and they need to know there are people we're all going through similar things and i loved how you talked about when you found yourself putting a mask on because i think so many of us feel like we have to do that Mm -hmm. you know and we don't we don't so thank you for taking the mask off and showing people the real you and the goodness of God. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That is, you know, when you go through whatever it is you're going to go through, when we say God use us, cause that's what I said. I was like, God use me. It sounds cute in the moment. It does. You know, I'm thinking like, use me, you know, on a stage with 20,000 people, you know what I'm saying? With <laughs> use me that way, you know, but, but when you go through what you go through, it is to prepare you for the next season. Because I believe if you don't go through those low valleys, if you get to the mountaintop, you can be snuffed out a wind to a flame. You but when you, when you stand and you've been through stuff, number one, that's to strengthen you. Mm-hmm. And number two, it is to be a witness to those around you. Mm-hmm. Whether they see it or not, whether they acknowledge it or not, whether they give you pity, it don't matter. But God is manifesting his truth and his love in that situation. And that's all I can 
that's, that's all I look at is like, God, this has to be you because he will never leave us nor forsake us. But how we stand in the midst of it, it's like, we're asking God to do this stuff, right? We're believing. So the way I see it is God's moving stuff behind the scenes. We can't see moving stuff in the supernatural, aligning the universe to get stuff ready for us. Like angels are at work, all the stuff. Holy spirit is lifting weights somewhere about to, you know, go to battle and all the stuff. Your warrior angels is like, come on with it, you know, like doing all that. And so that team is with you, right? And they are fighting for you. Jesus is like, I got this, no problem. You know, he's probably putting his hair wool up in a bun about to, you know, throw down with Satan, you know? So all that's happening. Again, religious people do not email me. I just picture <laughs> Jesus with a man bun. That was just about. I know. That is Jesus is like, hold my, you know what I'm saying? Like all of yeah. this, you know, because it said he had hair like wool, you know? So, yes. well, maybe it was because hair like wool is like an Afro, so it don't move. But anyway, and so- um, <laughs> So all of your team is working. and But if you're on the same team, and our part is to hold the faith and to believe. And when the enemy sends these little, boom, boom, this little word, this unexpected bill, this client that canceled, this part needs for your car, blah, 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 all this stuff. And we're falling apart. It's like the team is fighting for us. And they're like, well, your biggest part is to hold the faith. So when it's time, we're all aligned. Yeah. But if you're over here falling apart, okay, now we got to bring these angels. Okay, strengthen her, remember the word, do all this stuff. Okay, get back in and you're like, okay, I'm back. And they're like, okay, good, I'm going to go work. And then you're like, woe is me again. They're like, pick her up again. She ain't ready. She ain't ready for like, we got, you ain't ready, promised land. You ain't ready, you know what I'm saying? Like Moses didn't get to go into the promised land because in one moment, he hesitated, did not do what the Lord told him to do. Moses, Moses, Mo, God's Moses, right? Yes. And so Moses. I, know, I know when he got to heaven, he's like, man, what? I did that, right? Like a whole generation. So our job is to hold the faith, to really hold the faith. And someone's going to go through something where you are going to be like, I will either lose my mind or lean into God because that's where I was. So just know there's things happening for you you can't see. Like today, my whole day being off, like I have been praying, Lord, I know you're going to bring me out. I pray for stages. I pray for just opportunities. Let the word get out. Let the get message get out. And I'm connected with a reporter on LinkedIn. God bless her. And she reached out like early this morning. I was like, hey, there's this new proposal coming out by the FTC, which I don't agree with. And would you like to comment? I'm like, good Jesus. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> So I did, and then I got featured in Fortune. Yeah, now, I've known her for a while. I've sent pitches. Hey, if you ever need anything, you know, I'm yeah. here. But it's one of those moments where God is aligning stuff. Yes. And he's like, hey, we're, you know, got stuff working. It's going to like, it's going to start pouring, but are you ready? Are you ready? So in that moment, I'm like, oh my God, I have to get these comments out. I'm about to do a live stream in 20 minutes. And I was like, no, I need to get it out because maybe she's writing the article right now. I can't tell her, come back to me later. I do the live stream, boom, the article goes out. Now we are just praying with the blood of Jesus that that just reaches the eyes and ears of those that need to hear it. And so right. we have to stand in the faith. Number one, the last thing I'll close on is when God is moving, 
our job when we stand the face, and it's not to say we don't get nervous and anxious in the midst of it, but we have to move forward. We say, Lord, strengthen me in this moment because I either need like a cocktail at six o'clock or I need a strong cup of coffee right now. Like I'm just being real. Again, don't yeah. do that. Yeah, right. and, and so we go through that and then, then we have to pray, laying hands on our business. I lay hands on my computer, on my phone, on my journal, um, on my social media. I pray for people that are on my email list, people that I'm working with, prospects. You have to enforce the will of God for your life. It's not like, okay, God said it. I'm just going to sit here. No, it's like, Lord, your word in the Bible says this, this, this. Just pick any part of the Bible. There's a promise in it somewhere, right? Or if you've been given a book for your life, your word says you will never leave me nor forsake me. Just start with that. You know, you, there, you there's nothing new under the sun. I don't know if that's in the Bible, but just, it, you know it what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. And so you have to enforce that. It's the same thing with your marriage. It's like you get married at the altar in all of the dress and stuff that you probably spent way too much money on, right? And it's like all hunky-dory. Nobody really knows that they probably got in a fight the night before and all this stuff. So you get married and then do you never have to work on the marriage? Do you uh, never have to yeah. remind each other we're in this, pray for each other, be in the, I'm not even married, just saying, so but I assume. agree, you gotta yes. work it. Right, you have to do it, you have to do that. So why do we think that the blessings of God is any different? And it's not like he needs us, but it's like, that's our father. So we're just like, okay, God, anytime you just want to bring the blessings, I am ready. And you haven't prayed, you haven't pressed in, you haven't sought his faith. You have. So he's like, okay, I'm going to give you. So then our business is not going the way we want. And we think as believers, it's the devil. It's the devil that's attacking me. <laughs> but when we look at your activity, right. And your clarity in your message and are you reaching out to people other than just doing ads how about just knocking on a virtual door of someone and saying you know would you like to learn about what i do or going to your local chamber or i don't know like i even reach out to my local councilman i have a list there's a lot of districts i call them all hey i'm not trying to pitch you i just want to introduce myself that then someone introduced me to the city manager's office. And I learned the city manager holds the purse strings. So I love that. So then we have conversations. So here we are, like nothing's happening in my business. I'm being under attack. So what do we do? Yes, you want to fast. Yes, you want to pray. You want to seek the Lord. We don't touch our business. We get over-spiritualized. We're like fasting. I remember one time during the pandemic, and then I'll end on this. It was so embarrassing. This was so embarrassing. So we love a good embarrassment. Oh, yeah. Again, you're that's, what, that's what we do. <laughs> so embarrassing. So I think it, it was in 2020 and it was like before PP, like it was in the locked lockdown, right? I was in LA at the time and we're on lockdown for six weeks, then two months. And I remember I was like, I don't even think I have seen the outside of my house. And, and Los Angeles County had super strict lockdowns. That's I mean, serious lockdowns yeah. in California. It was, it was ridiculous. I love my state. I remember at one point I was like fasting and a church I followed online. We're like, we're going to fast. I'm like, again? Okay. Well, we just like ended a fast. Like I fast where I like eat before 5 a.m. and then after 5 p.m. or something like that. You know, I know some people could fast on food and water for 10 days. God bless you. You will find me huddled in a corner somewhere. I'm just, I'm not called that spiritual life. I need a sandwich come six o'clock. And so I remember. You fasted for us. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, 
can we end the fast? Can I do coffee first? Because I just, <laughs> so anyway, we, I went through this fast and I'm like doing the acts of walking with God, but not talking to God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was in a week or two past. I'm in another fast and I, I struggled. I normally I can get through a fast. It's hard. It's not supposed to be easy. But I remember one day in the middle of the afternoon, I said, Lord, I need to eat. Like it's like I just like I was I'm not I am not I'm not ashamed but I'm not proud of it and I remember I just sat and I said Lord do you even want me to fast is that what I'm supposed to do and so I was so clear I had like big post-it notes up on my wall in my office and so I'm sitting there I'm like what do you want me to do plus I'm about to pass out because I'm really hungry at this moment and so I just remember he gave my journal and he's like let's just write some stuff out right. But before you do that, you need a sandwich. Mm. So I went and I had lunch. Oh, I felt so much better. And then I had the strategy. I broke my fast. I did. You know, I did not perish. Don't email me. But I'm just saying sometimes we can be so over-spiritualized yeah. where we're just like all of the stuff. But is that what God wants us to do? Now, I routinely. People are doing it. It doesn't mean that's what he has for us to do. No, not when your blood sugar is about to drop. I'm telling you, yeah. I was about to pass out. I live by myself. Nobody would have, somebody would have to call me. And people be like, we found her on the couch. Yeah. So I gotta, I gotta tell you this one time because, you know, I work for, for a church. I've worked for three mega churches actually, but in the last one, when it was, when it was, uh, my brother was the pastor. And this was towards the beginning. Uh, I was actually the first official employee that was actually paid even before he was. And, um, uh, but we he, we had this fast going on for like, you know, the whole church. And we were maybe 200 people at the time, something like that. And uh, and I think it was like, it was like a week long or three day. It's something. It was multiple days. And we were getting towards the weekend. And, and Pastor was like, he was hangry. <laughs> he was hangry. And I understand. I literally, I, we were like, go eat. <laughs> go eat. You are going to go minister to people this weekend and you can't even think clearly to hear the Lord. Go eat no. something. And he yeah. did. And it was all awesome. And he had a great message. It was all good. <laughs> but we're like, Will fast, you go eat. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's where God is like, just ask me what's right for you. That's good. And And that's the biggest message, I think where he had to bring me through, I call it the loving season of quietness to be so close to him. But if I didn't, I wouldn't be on the track I'm on now. I wouldn't be doing the work I am now. I wouldn't be making even more impact now. And I don't say that to brag or boast. I say that because when you're called to be an advisor to leaders in whatever, or you're called to lead people, if you haven't went through some stuff you can't relate. When I think about um, leaders I talk to who are like, LaDon, I don't know if I can make payroll. Mm -hmm. Or I may need to take a second out on the house. I haven't told my wife, but we've got to make payroll and I'm not taking a paycheck. Yeah. How can you have that conversation with someone? How can you have a conversation with someone who has went through the pandemic and Bob was on the call on Monday, but Bob's passed away Friday from COVID? Mm. You know, if you haven't went through some stuff, and I'm not saying I've went through all of that, but if you haven't went through your low valley moments where you've had to cling to God, how can you advise and walk and relate 
empathetically and to another human if you have not let your own pain in. And then through that as believers, we give them whatever business answer, but then there's a window that opens sometimes where they ask you, why are you different? What I've been in other countries where you don't really speak about Christianity. And I was at dinner with some clients and dinner came and one gentleman, you know, everybody started to eat and one gentleman paused and said, LaDon, would you like to pray? We'll wait. I've never said to this corporate client, this is my faith or belief, right? So I said it and we all dug in, right? It was really good. And, and so if you don't go through this, don't be afraid to go through the hard stuff. Good. It's hard. It's painful. It sucks. Yeah. But God is still there. It's like, we only think God's in the light. He's in the darkness too, holding us, cling, wanting us to cling to him, wanting us to say, you know, he's there too. And then he brings us to the light. So what are we afraid of? I think it's not so much that we're afraid. It's are we really saying we believe God? Not the God of the modern world, not the God of the modern church, not the God of the latte sipping churches. I love a good church with a latte to go into. But if we're so focused on the exterior stuff and the experience and the lighting and the, I remember when churches started to do PowerPoint presentations like up on the screen, I was like, this is just, what is this? Like I was not ready for it like years ago. I was like, this is not of God. I don't know what that is. I don't want to see the screen come down again. <laughs> I was really upset. Nowadays, I'm like, hey, we're on the screen. <laughs> but I've evolved. Are you, when you say you walk with God, you'll serve him. Do you really? Because it's not just in the high moments, baby. I'm talking about when you go through a season where you have manna and then you're introduced to manna's cousin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you're like, it's manna and manna dipping sauce. Like that's the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the season. And you're just like, yeah. wow, this manna dipping sauce takes a lot like manna. This is just, yeah. this is good, right? Or God's like, okay, now I'm going to bring your client. You're like, woohoo, here we go. And then he's like, I'm going to see how you act in it. Are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Or do we need to learn more lessons, right? To prepare us for the next piece. So just be aware. And I thank you guys. This was a great conversation. This could be like a three-part series. I'm just saying, whatever you want to do. I, with I know. I've already, I've already got the wheels going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my so, God. But I hope it encouraged someone. Oh, my God. I know it encouraged yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yes. If it encouraged us, it is going to blow people's minds. Yeah. And they're going to have so much to sit and chew on. And their lives are going to be changed. And they're going to be lifted up. And they're going to be able to accomplish things. And, well, it. First of all, they're going to be able to work through things that they never envisioned having the the strength and the bandwidth to be able to do it all because of this encouragement. And so thank you. Yeah. LaDawn, just share with everyone, the for the person who is like, oh my gosh, I can resonate with that. I, I feel this. I need this. What does that need look like? Who is it that's going to find you and how can they find you? I love that. The people that are looking for me, if someone, if this has resonated, they are a person that's in a position of what I call privilege because you're in a position of pressure, power, and authority in your role, public sector, private sector. Okay. And the books aren't working. The consultant didn't work. The chants aren't working. Like the 4 a.m. hikes aren't working. All of the things. And the trust fall didn't work. <laughs> the trust fall and the trust miss fall, all of the things. 
and what you're looking for, all the formulas didn't work, but there is a silent call within you. There's something saying that you can lead differently. You have the MBA or the PhD, your resume speaks for itself, but there's still something unsettled within you. And you know your organization can go to higher heights. You have a disconnect within your team. There's just a misalignment. You're asking yourself, do I have to check my phone first thing in the morning? Do I have to answer emails on the weekend? What does it even look like to have family time? And you're just saying, I don't need someone to hold my hand but I just need a, a confidant that I can trust. Those are leaders that I help to become power leaders. And you can reach out to me at ladontownsend.com or Instagram or LinkedIn. Instagram is where you can take a look at all the amazing stuff that's going on in my stories. And so that's really the core individual man, woman that I work with. And you're also the one where I have a lot of clients. I can't even say who are my clients because of just their privacy, which is totally fine. But if that aligns for you, then I would definitely say, or anything I res said resonated, just reach out to my website, LaDawnTownsend.com. You can schedule a call and we can see if it's a good fit for me to support you. The other is if you're watching this, you're like, LaDawn, I'm like you. I'm a coach. I'm a consultant. I'm an expert. And I want to make impact. And you're in your business and it's not flowing the way that you want and your proposal is not getting across the table and you're just going through the motions, but you want a framework that you can teach from, then I do have a certification program where you can get certified in what I've taught and created for nine years now. And actually before that, um, I recalibrate leadership system. So you can join my army to learn my system, add it to your business, add as a revenue stream, make impact. It's to be in collaboration, not competition with you. And so those are the groups that I serve all around helping leaders be supported in the industry. That is amazing. Awesome. I personally did not know that part. And I'm like, oh, what's that? What's that? Website? <laughs> <laughs> so when someone comes to you, and I know you gave us a lot of statistics and numbers, but for those of us that that's like Greek and sign language all mixed together, <laughs> When someone has come to you and you've walked them through what it is that you do, you, you've um, done life with them through your program, what do they feel? What does it look like on the other side of that? So the work that I do is I try and come away from the word program only because I, for, for, like the leaders I work with, they sort of shy away from that a bit because they're like, eh, I don't really know who's the other people. They can't really expose themselves, you know, just to be that way. So I really say it's an experience of a collective of leaders. And what happens when people work with me is leaders become more confident in who they are, in their ability, and they think differently, whether it's... um one of my clients who was gung-ho about getting investors for their business and we worked together for a few months and then they said you know what i don't think i want investors mm. i think i want to shift this work with my team let's see if we can get revenue up maybe make some collaborations partnerships but i don't want to give away my baby and so it was stepping into that confidence or it was some executives who would sit down with me and say you know i think i need to make some cuts in my high level executive team but i 
I want to talk with you about that. It's having a trusted confidant, someone who is not impressed by you, but impressed with what you do and can help support you in that. So that's the, that's really the biggest piece of what I do with people. And then from there, then the stats kick in. But if we don't get the mindset, like even um, I haven't announced it yet, but we're, I'm working on the messaging for it, but even how I work with companies, you know, the traditional consulting models, you come in, you do a workshop or you do an engagement. And that's not how I flow. If the head of the organization or the company is not in a engagement with me to where we can recalibrate that individual, then everything else is just a Band-Aid. And I'm not here to give you a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's a bit different with the work that I do, because I believe that leadership and culture starts at the top. And if that is driven out effectively, you don't need as much consultants or coaches to come in and create it. You'll need experts like me to come in and help you reinforce and grow it. So that's where I differ with some of my colleagues. It's also not the best revenue model for people to do that way. But I believe that you teach people how to fish versus always fishing for them. Yes. And I tell my clients, if you come back to me for the same thing, there's something we missed in the beginning. So my clients never come back to me for the same thing. It's always a new thing that we're, a new hill that we're conquering. And that's really because I'm, I'm not a coach or consultant. I'm really an advisor. And that's what advisors do to help them along that path. So that's, that's what I do and what people, I would also say, if you're looking for someone who's just going to appease you or, you know, be a yes man or yes woman that I'm not, I'm not your girl. Like don't even reach out. There will be some growth that you go through. There will be some changes because nine times out of 10, the issues that are happening within an organization start at the top. Yes. Always. Yes. I just feel led to say this, but a, a good leader can be led. Oh, that's good. I'm write that down. You know, when you are carrying that boldness or that strength or that courage to do that, there can be no pride, mm-hmm. pride and pride and courage or that strength. They can't be in the same space. So good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Becky's the quiet storm. Yeah, Becky. I, know. I told her today, I said, Becky, you're the heartbeat of the group. Yeah. And what's so funny is when we're not in or when it's time to listen, this is the Becky she is. Any other time, we're she's as loud as we are and just laughing and da, 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 da. But when you know when she's in listen mode and soaking in mode because she's so quiet and and then comes out with this wisdom, you're Damn. like, yes. Becky's like a um, Becky's like a a a, a deep well a deep river. It's sort of like I lived in Florida for a while and I didn't understand some of the landscape. So mm-hmm. I understand that sometimes when you see a field and there's grass, that's not all grass, that there's like water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I learned that because one day I took a shortcut to my friend's house. Oh, she was no. like, how'd you get here so quick? I was like, I drove across this shortcut. She was like, oh my God, that is a marsh. Like yes. your car didn't get stuck. Like that's Jesus that's for you. <laughs> here I am. Like, where are you all <laughs> And they're like, literally, you drove on water. Like that that was God. God's like, that God, was God, yeah. yes. God look out for babies and right. fools. And I was definitely a fool. Cause I was just like, yeah, that whole field. They were like, oh my God, that's water under the grass. Like it was amazing. And the gators were like, what the? Yeah, the gators are like, what the am I hearing? Is that a tire? 
Um, but Becky's yeah. like that river where you see, you're like, oh, I can cross that river. And you step into it and it's so deep. But from the, from the outside, you're like, oh, it's sort of like, you know, I can handle it. She's a deep water well. Amen. Yeah. LaDawn, thank you so, so, so much for all this wisdom and all this goodness yes. and just bringing Jesus to the world and in your business, but more than that openly openly and being real and vulnerable and mm -hmm. just leading with heart and i just appreciate that so much and oh my gosh this has been great uh thank you so much for being with us everyone like this share it and we will put some links in here we will see you next time on your fearless journey with becky cat and heather